more money, you got less problems. At least mine, the ones all your basics accounted for. Team Elite, I run with them, guaranteed to be Final Four. Less money, you got more problems. More money, you got less problems. Good evening, the back community, bringing Albany communities knowledge. Uh, tonight's featured guest is the Honorable Jamel Robinson, my cousin, my brethren, uh, and I look forward to diving into his story tonight, but also being able to let you guys know what he's doing for the ward that he represents, uh, uh, how it has been for him uh, becoming a politician, and hearing his his Albany love story. So first things first, Mel, thank you for uh, uh, joining me and allowing me to uh, uh, interview uh, you tonight, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. And you have always been a game changer. Uh, mm. you, you put your hands to it. It changed the narrative in the city. And, you know, and I'm appreciative that, you know, you created this platform and that you have me on tonight. Mm. Okay. Listen, I truly appreciate, uh, uh, I truly appreciate that. And like I said, man, uh, the respect and the love is mutual, brother, because what you're doing, uh, being a member in the public spotlight is definitely something I'm going to be asking you some questions about because I don't think I got the skin for that one. I don't think I got the skin for it. But uh, it's a major accomplishment. Uh, and like I said, uh, Albany community, uh, we're going to dive into uh, the Honorable uh, Jamel Robinson story tonight. And before we get official, you know, how have you and the family been doing uh, through quarantine? You know what I mean? Officially, now we've been quarantined for a year. So, you know, how, uh, how have you and your family been surviving uh, through COVID-19? Well, you know, God has uh, definitely been blessing us uh, in the midst of uh, this pandemic. Uh, and um, as you know, a year, a uh, year and almost a year, what, year and a half ago, we had twins. And yep. so... Um, you know, my wife was, I, when I came off of a paternity leave and my wife was still on maternity, uh, maternity leave. And, um, you know, she uh, went back to work in March. Mm. That's when everything, you know, I mean, basically got shut down. I got to work from home. She got to work from home. And so we kept the kids home as well. And so mm. seeing them be able to grow and develop and not missing a step, having them bust into the office, their meetings, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, it has been a, a total blessing and I haven't missed a beat. And that's an opportunity um, that many people don't, don't get a chance to see, you know? And so, you know, I think that was the most thing I'm grateful for, um, even in the midst of this. And also I believe that, you know, we grew closer together as a family. Yes, and sir. so, you know, I'm, I'm just totally grateful. Okay. Okay. Well, first things first, man, I'm glad that uh, uh, you guys have stayed uh, healthy. And like I said, because what is it? We're over 500,000 people that we've lost just in, uh, in the United States. So, you know, uh, it's changed everything. Uh, and I uh, for, definitely for the foreseeable future. Uh, but uh, I'm glad you guys are safe. I'm glad you guys have been able to come uh, closer together uh, through the pandemic. And, you know, I like to say, because I got two, I got two little ones here, and I say, uh, having young kids helped us, I, 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 me and my wife, uh, greatly. I want to say because at times where you where you could very easily get uh, disparaged and be like, man, I'm bored. I want to go back outside, or I'm tired of this. Your kids don't want to do nothing but play all day. They right. they don't really care about that. It's it's COVID. Like my four year old will tell you, he's like, daddy, I'm tired of uh, COVID nineteen. 
But for the most part, they just want to play. So we play hide and seek all day. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, color, play, read. My four-year-old can play taboo now. Uh, he's actually playing chess. And it'd be like, oh. so, you know, we learn how to play all types of stuff. Uh, uh, chess, uh, that was a no-brainer with you, the chess master. You know? Hey, listen, man, listen. Uh, right now, all he really knows how to do is to move his pieces, and, and he likes getting his uh, pieces taken. And I was like, that's not the that's not the point <laughs> of the game. <laughs> but in due time, in due time. Yeah. Well, let me see, man. I'm going to open it up for you officially. Uh, the Honorable Mr. Robinson, what are you doing now? What kind of work do you do? And what kind of passion projects are you working on? Here's your opportunity to tell the Albany community about you. Gotcha. So uh, right now, um, I am uh, uh, the city councilman for representing the fifth ward here in the city of Albany. And um, when I ran for office, I ran because I seen that our community was suffering from neglect. The community that, you know, you and I grew up in, uh, Arbor Hill, mm -hmm. West Hill, you know, um, you know, when we were younger, it was such a beautiful vibrant community but as you know I got older I began to see um, the amount of neglect in our community so I ran for office because I felt like I had um, an innate uh, passion uh, to see the place that I love the place I grew up in um, better and so you know I ran for office I, the people of Fifth Ward trust me with their leadership and uh, got me into office and you know God has has been blessing um, uh, under this tenure, we got, you know, $3 million uh, in streets and sidewalks. And I don't remember if you remember the asphalt sidewalks on 2nd Street and 3rd Street and, mm -hmm. you know, just a, a disservice to our community. Uh, those finally got ripped and torn out, new sidewalks um, got mm -hmm. put in there. And uh, one of the big things, the major things that I was able to get accomplished and that we're working on now, and you'll hear more about in the upcoming weeks, is a new uh, state-of-the-art community center and oh, yeah. senior services center um, that we have needed so badly um, in, in the 5th and the 3rd and in the West Hill um, neighborhoods. And, um, you know, so right now, um, those are some of the things, that, that's the major thing um, that, you know, I mean, is, is I'm working on uh, currently, but also, you know, the job of the council member really is to really uh, set policy for the city and, you know, class legislation. And um, over the summer, uh, with the death of George Floyd, um, mm -hmm. you know, our city erupted and people were calling for change. And that's what I needed as a council member, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. because being a council member, it's not always easy to get people who have been entrenched in this political system for so long to see your side of things. And so what I normally tell, uh, what I was telling the community during interviews and things of that sort is that, you know, my job is to break the door down from the inside out. Their job was to break the door down from the outside in. And that's right. how change occurred. And so we were able to get police reforms passed um, and, you know, get a commitment to more equitable things in our communities. And so, you know, uh, this year has been a, 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 a trying year and a turbulent year. But um, I love that quote when it's the best of times, the mm. worst of times, but it's also the best of times. And so it's the best of times because we were able to get uh, landmark legislation and things passed on the city council level. So, Okay, what's that, the Tell Two Cities? Yep, that was just yeah. okay. So, okay. so yeah. um, you know, we're trying to, I'm doing all I can and doing my best to 
try to change that narrative. Okay. Okay. And listen, man, uh, uh, one, um, uh, I, I know that you followed directly in the footsteps of the, uh, of the former honorable, uh, Mark Robinson. I'm not sure what, what he's doing now, but mm -hmm. I always love seeing the videos, especially with you guys helping out, uh, during the winter season, mm -hmm. uh, getting out there and plowing, uh, uh, the neighborhood. And, you know, I know that that was something that, uh, uh he was adamant, uh, about doing. And I see that, uh, that's a, tr a tradition you have carried on as well. Oh, because absolutely. our community uh, um, is important and it's filled with so many uh, uh, seniors. And it's just like, you know, uh, uh, it is important to be engaged and, and to let them know that they're not the forgotten population. Actually, they're probably the backbone, the most right. essential part. But our generation and generations underneath us have to do a better job of bridging the gap and uh, uh, connecting back so we don't forget uh, all that we really uh, uh, have in our seniors. So shout out to you guys for that uh, constant and continued work for that. That's one of the things that I always love seeing. Uh, I can I can count on that when I know it's, it's, it's wintertime up there in Albany. Right. So I'm going to see some videos about y'all out here plowing some people right. out. Right, and it's, it has been a joy and a pleasure. One of the things he first told me when I ran for office is don't forget about your seniors. And I carried that with me throughout my full term. You know, uh, we consistently and constantly make sure that our seniors and our districts are taken care of with, you know, um, if there's food drives in the area and they need, you know, uh, food and they can't get out, we bring it to them. Um, like I said, it's no removal. So um, it's just, and also, you know, when you go and talk to them, you know, they always drop little nuggets of knowledge. Mm -hmm. and that's the part I love. <laughs> That's the part I love to sit and, you know, at their feet and, and learn um, from them, you know, during brief periods of time. So thank you for that. All right. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is by far my favorite question uh, of uh, all of the questions that I ask uh, people when I interview you for back. Um, what is your favorite place to visit in Albany and why? Hmm. I would say... Um, my favorite place uh, to visit, I believe, is um, down at the waterfront. Okay, that 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 that's my favorite uh, place to go. Uh, it just brings me tranquility and, and calmness. And you know, I always um, loved when there was always uh, parties down there, bar mm -hmm. cookout, barbecues, and going down there. I know when you remember the Robs throw cookout. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Um, every so, year man that was the that was the highlight of the summer uh right. one uh you know i was broke back then we was always trying to figure out how we can get a t-shirt that said robinson alexander on it he's like man it's like, i'm just going i'm just going i'm yeah. going i know who i know who i'm going to go see i'm going but those cookouts down there um mm -hmm. were monumental uh and um we need more of that Right, yeah. right, right. And that brings me a sense of nostalgia. And, and that's one of the goals that I, you know, another one of my goals as, as a council member is to bring back that sense of community Nice that we had where everybody knows your neighbor type thing. Mm. You know? um, and, you know, you take care of your neighbor and mm. you, know, you make sure that your neighbor is good because when you make sure that your neighbor is good, you make sure that your community is good, make sure your city is good and make sure, you know what I mean, it just keeps going up from there. So, yeah. So Okay. Yeah, I think that's definitely my favorite spot too, um, for obvious reasons. I can go sit down next to the water, and then I can go sit down and play chess right there at, at the waterfront. But yeah, 
but uh, definitely, you know what I mean, uh, the Robinsons, the Alexander, uh, the Horns, the cookouts down there uh, growing up were uh, everything. So, you know what I mean? Uh, and that nostalgia that you spoke of really needs to be brought back because a lot of times I think, honestly, Mel, a lot of, a lot of people see what's going on or hear what's going on in the, in the, in the neighborhood or the news now, but it was like, Albany wasn't always like that. It really mm -hmm. wasn't. And it was just like, I would go from uptown to downtown to crosstown to yeah. North Albany and right. I can have a good time everywhere I went. Right. Yeah. So I can't wait for that nostalgic feeling to actually be brought back uh, to its full fruition uh, uh, there in Albany because the city deserves it. Uh, 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 it, it deserves it. Right, 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 yeah. And, um, you know, it's... Um, like you said, it, it needs to be brought back. And, you know, we're in trying times uh, in the city right now. But, you know, um, I see past all that, you know, and I see the good of the city. And I see, you know what I mean, what our city can become because I knew what it was to us. And so, um, you know, um, you know that, that's my goal is to, you know, also to, to bring that back. Okay. Okay. I like that. And, and, and it's, it's biblical, too. I mean, you have to be able to see the end in the beginning. So, you know what I mean? Some some people can only focus on now, but you got to realize that, you know what I mean? If you live long enough, you have enough patience and endurance, you'll get to a point of realizing that, you know what I mean? It, it can and it will be greater later, but everybody has to do their part. Everyone has their part. I'm a preacher, right? So that's I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, don't get me going. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're certainly right. Certainly right. Yeah, man. Well, let me see, man. Uh, uh, thinking of your younger self, mm -hmm. uh, thinking of the younger Jamel Robinson, what is something that you wish someone would have taught the younger uh, uh, Mr. Robinson? Hmm. I believe, I, I think, hmm, that's, a, that's a great question. And I think I, what I wish somebody would have taught me when I was younger, I think people have always instilled in me um, to go after what you want. Um, but I wish that people, you know, would have really instilled in me that you are no less than a person um, who think has more than you. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, if I just bring it back to uh, my council position, it can be intimidating to be on a council uh, with people that have been on there for years, mm. um, people who know city policy, people who are well-versed in law, people who are, uh, you know, uh, have the connections and relationships that, you know, I mean, you have to build. And that can be intimidating. Um, and when I first got onto the council, um, there was someone who, um, an older person who came to me in church one day and said, you have every right to be there just like them. Sir. And that right there gave me the confidence and it gave me the motivation and it, it made me be able to take pride in what I was, the task I was about to take on. So I think that would, what I would say to my younger son. Okay. All right. I, I, I feel it. you deserve a seat at the table. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, whether or not people, uh, I want to give that to you, uh, 
and, and, and what your determination is to, to break down those doors. Because sometimes, you know what I mean, it's not on everybody else to, uh, to give you the opportunity. Sometimes it's your, uh, um, you have to go out and create your own opportunities. And right. then it's kind of like the field of dreams. Like if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. So it's always like that. You know what I mean? You got to believe in yourself uh, and uh, the uniqueness of who you are and realize that God designed you specifically to be you. Right. Not like anybody else. Right, right, yeah. right. You, you know, and if God called you to it, he'll give you the grace to deal with it. Yes, and sir. So, you know, um, that's what I would say to anybody, you know, don't be afraid or intimidated uh, by, you know, the purpose that God has for you. But, you know, God, if he gave you the vision, um, he will uh, make it come to pass. And so, you know, sometimes you got to just walk by faith. And yes, that, you know, with this task has been as a council person or this joy has been as a council person is walking by faith you know and seeing god move in different ways in our city uh through uh the purpose and plan that he has for me mm. okay listen and, and it's a and it's a very important plan i'm sitting here thinking of a conversation i had yesterday actually with pastor covington mm-hmm. uh and um you know uh I think that uh, your qualifications as pastor, as well as his, uh, actually put you guys in a uh, very um, unique position uh, to help heal the city, uh, which is also a dynamic uh, that I wanted to uh, to tap into. Uh, You're a part of Metropolitan. Uh, You guys have one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, congregation up there uh, in all of that. I think you're Metropolitan, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But... You know what I mean? And uh, I got a text message uh, uh, um, maybe about a week ago. Uh, you remember Raekwon? Raekwon. If not, don't worry about it. We ain't going to spend no time on it. I got a text oh, message. Yeah, yeah, Raekwon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he goes to Metro too, right? Or- no, no, no. Uh, he's down in Charlotte now. He lives in oh, Charlotte no. now. Okay. okay. Yep, okay. yep. But uh, 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 he, uh, he, sent, he sent me a message and he was just saying how, you know, it hurts just to see what's going on in the city and he's like well you know a lot of people need healing and he was just like he said listen man you got a platform and he was like you should really uh you know i mean uh talk about that and i was like brother i i gotta stay in my lane there's people who have studied put themselves in position to be able to to do that and i think that um the, the city does need healing and it does need people to be able to uh connect with and to, you know what I mean, uh, uh, form relationships with. And I think that's, uh, 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 that's uh, one of the other things that I would like to, uh, to dive in with you. It's like, you know, you know what, are, what are your hopes for the city? I'm going to come to it later, but actually I'm probably just going to fast forward it right now. Uh, uh, the question for you right now is, what is your hopes for the city? My hopes uh, for the city is that uh, we become closer as, as residents of the city. Um, especially in black and brown communities. Um, I think, um, you know, there, there's power in connectedness, but there's also healing in connectedness. Yes, sir. And in order to heal the city, I believe it's going to take us healing each other. And so um, I think that is my, my greatest hope. And I think, you know, because you mentioned the uh, church dynamic uh, previously, um, you know, that's what 
you know, preachers and pastors in the area, uh, especially my pastors, that has been some of the role that they have taken on in helping heal the city by trying to bring communities and people closer together. Okay. And shout out. Yeah, it definitely does. And I was about to say, and shout out to, uh, to your pastor as well. Uh, a, a, a good a good friend of mine, a, a fellow member of Alpha by Alpha Fraternity. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Um, Mel, do you do you think education saved you or opened up doors for you? Why or why not? Mm -hmm. Education saved me and it opened up doors for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, growing up, uh, you know, the way you know we grew up. And I think, you know, at a time, we were growing up at a time where there was a lot of things we could have got into. Oh, yeah. um, you know, a lot of different courses we could have taken. Um, but, you know, I believe that me um, diving into education really gave me an outlet um, from a lot of things that, you know what I mean, the pressures I was dealing with um, during that time in high school and middle school, you know, and, you know, you know, finding out which way or which course I'm going to take or, you know, finding which direction I was going to go in life. So education has really, you know, helped me and gave me that outlet that I was uh, looking for. And it also opened up doors uh, for me as well, um, because, you know, as you, as you know, that, you know, sometimes when you are in uh, boardrooms or, you know, or just what I, what I should say is when, to get your foot in the door, <laughs> you know, a lot of times people want to see that you even have the credentials. It shouldn't be like that. Um, but um, that's just the, you know I mean, just the reality and the way it is. Um, but um, that's why I say it, it, it has definitely um, opened doors for me. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, you know, it, I, I think, I think it's, it's okay being part of the narrative, you know what I mean? You know, because there should be a standard, you know what I mean? But everyone's path is going to be different, but there should be a standard. Because, like I said, man, uh, uh, I think right now with social media being the way that it is, uh, uh, you can take a person who doesn't really have the credentials and make them the picture or the forefront of a particular movement uh, uh, just by saying the right thing at the right time. Or sometimes you can get canceled for saying the wrong things at the wrong mm -hmm. time. You know what I mean? But uh I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, uh, with the fact that, you know, I mean, most of that traditional sense of it says that you got to have X, Y, and Z. I think mm -hmm. the, the goal is to not buy into uh, what they're saying you have to be like in order to be something. And that was a challenge for me. You know, I always tell people I had a difficult time being positive early on in my life because I thought that it would take away my authenticity. You know what I mean? Just saying, okay, well, you know what? But uh, at the core of me, I'm a nerd. You know what I mean? I love learning. Um, um, and, you know what I mean? Uh, being able to get to the point of being comfortable just being Tyrell uh, 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 is an evolution that most of us uh, have to embark on as well through trials and tribulations. <laughs> so, but yeah, you can figure it out one way or the other. You're right. going to learn today. Right, right, right. And, you know, it's, and, you know, I just want to, you know, put a pin there about, you know, paths, you know, um, you know, every road that you take will ultimately lead to your purpose. Mm. And, you know, um, that's what some people, I believe, have to reconcile within themselves 
Um, and I'm actually writing a sermon uh, as we speak about, you know, purpose and paths and things of that sort. Um, but yeah, every, every path you take in life will ultimately lead to your purpose. So, you know, don't be scared or don't be uh, fearful about going in a direction um, that uh, about, about taking certain directions in life, you know, just go ahead and do it. And, you know, God will direct your paths. He will direct your footsteps, you know. So, um, again, it goes back to the faith thing, <laughs> you know. Uh, walking by faith and not by sight so and and, and you know i mean and, and 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 not to not to hold on to this topic but i think mm -hmm. it's a huge point man and i think that a lot of times uh us as individuals we want a lot of the things that we see that mm -hmm. other people have or other people talk about but a lot of it is still gonna go back to what is your what is your foundation built upon Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, man, if you want to be happy, healthy, and whole, you better have some type of spiritual connection uh, uh, that will keep you <laughs> uh, keep you when the world uh, 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 will leave you. Oh, so, yeah. And you know, let me say, being in politics, uh, my my relationship with God <laughs> keeps me grounded. Nice, nice, keeps me grounded. And yeah. uh, you know so and it also uh keeps me uh humble as well and so yeah okay okay well listen man uh, this one here is going to tie back into i know you said that uh, you got uh um re-energized uh, uh uh especially during last year with everything that was going on uh with the protest and after george uh george floyd's death uh but uh, the Black Lives Matter movement isn't just about police uh, brutality, but it's also about dismantling systematic racism. If you were in charge of mobilizing the Black community, what are one or two things you would like us to focus on as a community? Gotcha. So um, one of the things I, I would like us to fo focus on is being a part of the, I would say, the political process, being more mm -hmm. uh, uh, uh civically uh, engaged, um, you know, because those are the decisions um, that affect your quality of life. People that sit at those tables, um, they make the decisions that affect your uh, quality um, of life. And politics doesn't start at the, um, at the national level. I know we pay attention to a lot of the national, you know, politics, mm -hmm. but it's really local politics that drive national politics. And so um, that's what I would like, uh, that's what I would say that we should focus on, um, um, on, uh, on, on that type of level. Um, but also, I think another thing that we focus on is more mentorship. Okay. Um, taking um, our, our younger brothers and sisters and really putting them on our, under our wings and, and showing them the way and um, being more engaged with uh, the lives of our youth. Mm -hmm. And um, I think those are the two uh, major things. Okay. Okay. Man, uh, a, a mentorship uh, uh, hits home uh, mm -hmm. uh, to me. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I will definitely agree with that one too. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, uh, uh, as a councilman, I, I would love to hear your perspective on this one too, though. Uh, sadly, Albany has seen more and more violence and our communities have experienced a lot of loss, especially in 2020 and 2021, uh, we've already uh, uh, experienced a tremendous loss mm -hmm. uh, at the top of the year. Uh, yeah. But what changes would you like to see? 
What uh, changes I would like to see? I um, uh, from a political standpoint, I just want to say that uh, a lot of the changes that uh, we have made um, will address um, a lot of the issues of violence that we are having um, in the city. And what I normally tell people that violence is uh, just a symptom, mm. but uh, the real disease, it, it takes years and years to pull back when you deal with systemic inequities. And so as my time on the council, as a council person, that has been my goal as well, is to really pull back the systemic and address the systemic issues that have been leading to uh, violence uh, in, our, in, our, in our city. And, um, you know, it goes back to what I just mentioned before about the mentorship thing. I would just love to see uh, more of um, my Black brothers and sisters, more of us, um, mentoring our younger brothers and sisters um you know and and teaching them the way and showing them the way and showing that there are different paths in life um you know you don't have to go a certain path you know but there let, let's show you what other options are available to you you know okay okay i agree I, I, it's kind of like that uh, uh, that same fight between um uh booker t and uh, W. Uh, e. B. Du Bois, you know, what I mean, it's just like you know, uh, you got vocational skills, you got uh, a, a literary or educational skills as well, and it's just like you know, you can win going either one of these lanes, and it's not to say that uh, this one is better than the other, but mm -hmm. you better know one or the other. Right. So. Right, and you know, uh, and I just want to you know say something else about the violence that you know, oh. It, it, it has been a heartbreaker for me, um, yeah. especially being in city leadership. Um, every, every victim that has lost their lives due to uh, violence, you know, we're connected here in Albany, so we're a close mm -hmm. community. And, you know, I, if I don't know them personally, I know somebody who knows them. I, you mm -hmm. know, know somebody who's affected by it. And it's, it's like the ripple set, a ripple effect. You throw a rock into the pond and, you know, the, um, the, the ripples keep going and going. So it affects more than just um, what's at the center. And, um, you know, it's, it's something I've been, you know, being prayerful about. And, you know, uh, I know that better days are ahead for us um, as a city. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I know we definitely need it. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was nice to see the city come together uh, 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 behind Shanita's death. Um, because uh, 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 what Mark uh, Edmonds uh, uh, put together uh, there uh, and was able to put uh, the community coming together in a matter of a week to be able to collect the amount of that. I definitely donated from here. You know, like I said, Albany is near and dear to me. Um, but it's just like, you know, I, I, I keep saying that, you know, like definitely after last year, I thought like enough was enough, like, I mean, before last year, but I thought that, like, we got to hit rock bottom. And I thought that we had to hit rock bottom. Right. And yeah. then it was just like, well, maybe we didn't hit rock bottom. Damn. Yeah. yeah. What you stand for. Okay. So. Okay. And I'm going to give you, I, I'm going to give you an example in real time. You know what I mean? I, 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 uh, we were close to buying another house uh, uh, right there on second. But that was, that was one of the, uh, 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 that was one of the, the factors 
uh, uh, that actually uh, uh, played into the decision making ultimately not to because really I, I wanted to, to pull the trigger mm -hmm. on it because I knew that the bones of the place were really, really good. And, right. you know, but it's just like, you know, it's hard to get somebody up over there. And I, I know it only because my best friend owns about maybe three or four properties on that block. Right. So and I'm just like, you know, uh, but yeah, so you know, mm -hmm. that's the other, uh, that's the other variable. It's just like, you know, we end up losing so much talent. We end up losing uh, so many people who could sow back into the community because we got to get the violence, the safety uh, uh, under control as well, because that's a very important piece. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to report is that, you know, uh, the neighbors over there, the homeowners over there, um, you know, they, you know, they, they, they got, they were fed up, you know, and yes. so they, they've been taking measures, um, to, to take back their block. And, um, you know, it's, um, again, it shows the power of partnership. You okay. Know? And when you get together with different people, you know, you have power to change the narrative. Definitely. And, and even it's crazy because I'm just thinking about it right now. It's like that block in between Judson and North Lake, you know what I mean? When I was younger, you know what I mean? Uh, I know Jimmy's was still there on the corner, but that block was was a very, if this is the right word, a uh, uh, affluent uh, neighborhood. And was right. like uh, the Wiley family was down there. My mother was close with them. So we would always hang out uh, uh, down there with the Wileys. Um, um, but like, yeah. So that go, going back to that nostalgia talk that we had right. early, I think that's one of the benefits of living through turmoil because you you know what it used to be like and what it and what it could grow uh, uh, and what it can become uh, once again. Right, right, and I think that is one of the beneficial um, things. You know, I mean, uh, with me as a, a council person who represents the neighborhood that I grew up in. You know, what I mean, because I know what it used to be. <laughs> you know, I know. You know, what I mean, what it was like to know every single family on the block. <laughs> you know, I know what it's like to be able to run up and down the street, you know what I mean? And go to your friend's house without the fear of, uh, of mm -hmm. something happening. And so uh, I, you know, I, you know, boots on the ground and I'm doing, you know I mean? Everything I can do with my power as a legislator, as a council person, that represents the district to, to get us back to that place. Okay. Um, and it's not an easy job. And it's not a job that's gonna happen overnight because we didn't get into it overnight. And like I said before, you know, there's so many systemic things that, factor in that you know what I mean have to be addressed you know um but you know it, it is it is turning around and um you know that 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 that's that that's the greatest blessing okay okay hey and and, and I have faith uh uh that it will and 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 it will turn around well let me see man uh how has Albany prepared you how has growing up in Albany prepared you for adulthood oh that's, that's another good question. How's uh, <laughs> growing up with Albany prepared for adulthood? Oh, man. Um, I think growing up in Albany prepared me for adulthood. It showed me the power of connections as far as connections, uh, valuing, the, the, the valuing your connections. Um, you know, I mean, it showed me that we all need each other you know what I mean, to push each other ahead. And so that's what, you know what I mean, I try to do, I try to do is to, you know, help 
push other people ahead um, to push them towards the purpose that they have. Um, I think that has been the most beneficial thing to me and what I have learned, um, you know, growing up in Albany has benefited me in my adult relationships. Yeah. Let me see. Success is measured in many different ways. Uh, how do you measure success? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I should have uh, looked over these questions. These are some good questions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as, as a politician, I'm gonna ask, ask, ask questions like these. These are these are some uh, good questions, but how do I measure um, success? I think measuring success is how much you're able to give back. Mm. How much you're able to give back, not how much you're able to afford. Uh, like sometimes people um, get successful and they never give it to anybody else or never you know, reach out their hand to um, help somebody else. But I measure success and how much I'm able to give back and pour out of me and to somebody else. Okay. Okay, I like that. I like that. And um, it's actually, um, uh, um, I want to go off script just one, uh, one question only because um, I'm in my mind right now, I'm thinking so and what I'm thinking of is this like, uh, one, I have the uniqueness of talking to a pastor and a councilman. So I want to make sure that uh, I get all of the jewels out of you right now. Uh, and uh, um, uh, as a councilman, you know, uh, seeing a lot of the uh, studies that have come out very recently um, uh, in regards to the uh, inequity among housing, uh, uh, racism within the department, um, uh, uh, what is, uh, um, uh, one, like I said, there's historical significance uh, uh, in that, obviously, uh, now that is coming out through uh, recent commissions and studies that are being done there in Albany. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, how do you see uh, your role or your position uh, of being able to help to break down some of those barriers in those areas and to, to motivate uh, individuals to get back into uh, home ownership and, and buying? And actually, it's making me think about it because I had Charles Tui on. Uh, maybe he might have been one of my earlier interviews, uh, him and uh, Brandon Stanfield. And um, and I know uh, his big thing is is is, is home is home ownership, mm -hmm. but just seeing the the disparities, uh, the inequity uh, among uh, races here in Albany, you know, because uh, mm -hmm. I, 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 I only say that because I think uh, Tui might have mentioned that uh, he uh, uh, he works with you uh, on on some of the upcoming projects that he's working on, mm -hmm. but. I don't even know if that was a question. That's why I don't never go off script, but I just went off script. I just said a whole bunch. But how do you feel about what I just said? Gotcha. I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, so I think as a council person, addressing issues um, uh, like that is um, really getting a seat at the table and uh, eliminating the barriers. Um, that exists for um, African-Americans, people of color and community, communities of color. Um, and it's interesting that you uh, mentioned that because I was uh, appointed to the committee, um, Albany, Lound Albany Canada County Land Bank's underserved um, uh, committee um, for, um, uh, to put more homes in the hands of people of color. 
And one of the things that we looked at on the committee is their policies. And uh, it was uh, after reviewing their policies, discovered that these policies are really set for white people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. These policies are not really set for, you know, black people, uh, you know, are black and brown people to purchase these homes. And when you think about, you know, buying a, a vacant building, there's so much that has to go, go into it. You have mm -hmm. to find the right contract. You know, you have to uh, find the right electrician. You have to, you know, come up with a plan, you know what I mean, on what you want to do with the building. And all the other kind of stuff that most uh, of us, when we grow up, are not taught, mm -hmm. you know. And so that was one of the fundamental flaws that we've seen in that policy. Uh, those policies is that, you know, if you're going to put more homes into the, uh, into people of color, you have to get rid of these bar barriers, mm -hmm. you know. Um, if you're going to require them to have a plan and have contractors, then you should have a list of contractors, you know, mm -hmm. preferably minority right. contractors there waiting to go that they can call and get quotes and things of that sort. So um, that has been one of the ways I'm helping um, to put more homes in the hands of uh, people of color because, you know, you, where you own where you live, okay. you take more uh, pride and responsibility over uh, where you live. And that's going to be one of the things if we're going to change the narrative, I believe that more people have to own where they live. Correct. I agree. I agree. And it is a sense of pride. It is a sense of ownership. And I want to say just Monday, what's today? Two, yeah, so it might have been yesterday. Yes, yesterday, I just sent up to Albany uh, uh, um, uh, to my property manager up there uh, uh, a letter that I found going through my mom's stuff that uh, Mayor Sheehan uh, uh, had sent to her. And it was just saying, like, you know, I had, uh, I've come through uh, the city of Albany and it's like one of the properties that stood out to me was yours and you know and it was just like you know thank you for taking a great deal of pride in your property and mm -hmm. you know so you know I'm going to hang that up uh, we have a bar room uh, up there I'll be sure to, uh, to invite you over next yeah. time I can get back up there I used to get up there at least like once or twice a month mm -hmm. uh, but with COVID you know I, I, I keep my butt stationary. I got so, you, got you, got you, got you. But yeah, that that's that's what's going to take is people, um, individuals taking, you know, buying homes and taking pride uh, in in where they live. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, let me see, man. I'm not going to hold you too much longer. I got about three more questions for you, anywho. Okay. But uh, uh, what about your life's path? Are you most proud about? I think my life's path um, that I'm most uh, proud about is. Um, being able to defy the odds. I think, um, you know, growing up, there were so many things working against me. Um, you know, um, so many things I could have got into, um, but, um, you know, really throwing myself into education um, really helped me, you know, defy those odds. Um, so I think, you know, I think my educational path, uh, you know, going in, you know, graduating with high school diploma when, you know, it was a time where not a lot of us were graduating, mm -hmm. you know, with, with a high school diploma. Um, then being the first and, you know, my immediate family to go to college and um, earn a bachelor's degree 
and then, you know, furthering myself and then going to get a, a master's degree. I think, you know, um, those things are what I'm most proud about about myself is really buckling down and, um, you know, uh, moving forward and making sure that I had a stable educational foundation. Nice. Okay. Okay. I just knew for certain it was going to be the girls. I just knew for <laughs> it was going to be the girls. <laughs> it's like, yeah, mostly we'll say, hey, man, hey, hey, got to be the, yeah. but no, no, I appreciate that. Uh, let me see. Uh, how has traveling or relocation uh, impacted your worldviews? Gotcha. Um, I think traveling has impacted my worldview um, in a way that there's more out there than, you know, I mean, uh, just, you know, I mean, what you're accustomed to and what you used to. Mm. People have different ideas. Um, people work different ways. Um, people, um, you know, take different paths to, to get places and, you know, traveling. And even my first year when I went to college, I went to uh, Clark Atlanta. Oh. Uh, during my uh, first year uh, until they told me I had to take out, you know, $14,000 loan to, you know, stay mm -hmm. there. No, bring, <laughs> you better come back to Albany. It's <laughs> your SUNY Albany education, you know. Um, but being down at Clark Atlanta, it really expanded my mind to, you know, um, and being at a historically Black college university mm -hmm. that, you know, there are really successful Black people <laughs> in the world, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times yeah. we don't get to see that, you know? There are really people sitting at tables, Black people at tables, making decisions, uh, making powerful decisions. And um, being down there, it inspired me, yeah. you know? It, it really inspired me to know that I could do the same thing, you know? Um, and that, you know, there are people looking at me you know, kids and, and teens and young adults looking at me, you know, saying, I wonder what he's going to do next, mm. you know, or, or what path he's going to take next. Because if he can do it, I know I can do it. Facts. You know, and so I always keep that uh, in the back of my mind, you know, that there's always somebody watching me, you know what I mean, wondering what moves I'm going to make to help them make the decisions uh, that they are ultimately going to make. Nice. Nice. Yeah, man. And like you said, there's, there's always somebody watching you. And it's like, as even being removed from Albany, I try to stay up with almost everything that's going on in Albany. And he's like, well, well you probably was like, but well, damn, I didn't know Tyrell knew that I was doing this. And he's like, yeah. You know what right. I mean? It's like, I try to keep my, I try to keep my ears to the street as they, uh, uh, as they say, because, you know, I think a lot of times we get, um, we get caught up or we get in our own way of really helping a lot of times. And you hear the rhetoric from other people. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's supposed to say mm -hmm. something about somebody else. Listen, like I said, man, the, the, the proof is in the pudding. And you know what I mean? If you ain't hear from the hurt from the horse's mouth, you ain't heard it. So, yeah. right. you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Learning how to uh, bypass a lot of those things and learn about individuals. Uh, you can grow a healthy respect for what people do. Because, right. you know, what I, mean? I can't do what you do. Right. You know, what I mean? period. So it's like, you know, you can uh, I can uh, have a healthy respect uh, for what you do as a public official and, 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 and putting 
yourself and your family in that capacity and, and having to deal with constituents who you help out one week and then next week it said, because I didn't help you out this week, now I'm going to talk about you. So, you know, I couldn't be in your position. Yes. My, my, my yeah. skin ain't, ain't that thick. So, you know, oh, I've yeah. learned to respect people for, for like mm -hmm. you said, everyone has talents, everyone has skills. And the more that we learn to utilize each other's skills and talents, we'll have synergy. You know what I mean? The sum of the whole is greater than any of us as individual parts. Right. And Albany right. has a lot of individual parts. Uh, and, and when we decide to forcefully and uh, forcefully unify, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, we'll get that nostalgic feeling that we're both looking for. Right. You know, we all, and you're absolutely right. We all have a part to play and I'm just mm -hmm. playing my part. That's what, you know what I mean? I tell, you know, uh, people all the time, um, you know, you know, just do your part, you know, mm. it just, you know, and wh whatever you contribute, if you contribute something, somebody else contribute something, you know, somebody else contribute something, you know, we will make great progress um, here in the city. You know, we will, we will always be better than where we were when everybody can contribute um, their part to the process or progress. Mm. I just made that up. And that's <laughs> it, 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 it sound real good. It sound real good. <laughs> but I had to uh, use that for campaign slogan. That's right. You said, listen, you know what? You know, I'm going to write that down. Come on, come on. I'm going to revisit this one. Let me see, man. Um, uh, here's my final question for you. My final official question for you for the night. Um are there any resources like apps, books, podcasts, uh, that or social media uh, um, uh, figures that you're following right now? Who motivates you? How do you stay motivated? Hmm. Uh, great question. Um, how do I stay motivated? Um, I'm motivated. Uh, I would say a lot of times uh, by Facebook, um, mm. and as I said before. That a lot of people who are on Facebook are friends from high school, friends mm -hmm. from middle school, um, and you know, friends from church, and you know, other people I've met along my journey. And to see people doing so many great things, um, it's 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 inspiring. And also to see people, um, you know, getting involved where in in processes um, that typically we were left out of. Um, and people breaking down barriers, uh, people, you know, opening doors for other people to, you know, come in. And it's, it's just, that's where I get most of uh, my, my information, uh, my inspiration um, from, I would say. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. What, what about, what about uh, a books, uh, podcast? Uh, uh, are you reading anything good you would like to uh, 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 educate uh, us on? Yes. Oh, well, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm not re I'm reading anything good right now. I'm just, I'm in a, it's, I wouldn't say it's good, but it's, it's boring. <laughs> um, I'm right now I'm reading a lot about public policy, mm. uh, a lot of books on that, a lot of books on data, uh, mm. how to, you know, interpret data and, you know, things of that sort, just to kind of, you know, give mm. me um, 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 a different perspective on uh, mm. policy. And then also, I am uh, also registering, trying to become a registered parliamentarian. 
Okay. Uh, okay. I think I did see. I think I did see a post on that uh, recently. Yep. Yep. So I'm doing a lot of reading on parliamentary procedure, and mm -hmm. um, you know, really educating myself on that because you know, as I said in my post, that parliamentary procedure are how major decisions are made every day. You know, if you can't properly navigate a meeting, or you know know how to call things out when they should be called out or know, you know I mean, how to stop certain things from going forward, you know, people can get over on you um, a lot. And so, um, you know, I want to be able to um, be a registered parliamentarian and then go into schools right. and then teach kids about parliamentary procedure, um, how to uh, debate your point and debate it in a way that, you know I mean, you take your personal feelings out of it you know, mm -hmm. but you debate on facts and you debate on merit, you know, nice. um, and so um, I'm, I'm looking after I become, you know, I mean, get that certification to actually mentor kids in that area. Hey, listen, man, it, it is needed, uh, uh, whether it is implemented in debate or not, but like I said, understanding Robert's rules is, is a lifetime uh, experience, you know what I mean? And uh, uh, as the uh, vice president down here for my alumni chapter, I have to do the executive uh, board committee meeting. And I'd be like, man, there's so much. It's like, what's that, brother? You didn't say that right. And listen, I'm trying my best, I'm trying my best, I'm trying my best. Yeah. I move, so move, we move, we. <laughs> like, listen, I'm trying. And every time I think that I have it, I'd be like, well, I remember this from last time. He's like, well, no, that doesn't apply here. I'd be like, Right, right, right. I was talking to somebody and he's like, yeah, parliamentary procedure is a lifetime skill. You know, you got people who've been, you know, using it for, you know, years and still haven't mastered everything. Um, so, you know, um, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, I mean, I'm, I got the bug to do this and I'm, I'm pursuing it. So, okay. well, shout out to you because that is uh, uh, definitely um, uh, a skill that not a lot of us have, mm -hmm. and, and it is an acquired skill that uh, uniquely puts you in position, uh, uh, like you said, to, to organize, to run, to, to make sure that uh, things are done properly, because if you can't do it properly, you can't get it done. So shout out to you for having the interest uh, uh, in becoming a parliamentarian, because like I said, man, I'd be like, uh, <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate it. I, I definitely appreciate it. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate this conversation. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I think, you know, more conversations like this need to happen where it's not so, you know, uh, geared towards um, trying to bring people down, but really yeah. trying to uplift and help others in the community uh, shine. So shout out mm -hmm. to you for, again, for creating this. Um, mm -hmm. It's been a pleasure. You know what I mean? I actually can go all night. I don't know if you have any more. <laughs> <laughs> my wife gives me uh, Tuesday evenings to go ahead and do my thing. Uh -huh. So, like I said, man, because uh, uh, she'll take the boys uh, 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 while I come down here and uh, 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 do my love for Albany thing. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, I, I've learned to utilize my time wisely. Gotcha. So, so yeah, I won't. I won't keep you. I won't keep you too much longer. Here's my uh, last question. This is unofficial. I've, I've already uh, asked you my last question. So, I, uh, at the end of every interview, I'll ask the people who I'm interviewing uh, if there is a person that they would recommend me to interview for back. If there was somebody that you would recommend me to interview for back, who would that be? Oh, um, let me see. Who would I recommend uh, for? Uh, the interview. 
Um, nobody comes to mind. There are people, but I can't think um, of, okay. of who would uh, who I would suggest. Fair enough. Don't, don't worry about it. Nothing, nothing comes. The reason why I like asking is because one, uh, I don't know everybody, and I'm not close to everybody. But I always like hearing who stood out or who stands out in your eye or in your mind. Uh, because I think for season two, I might have about 17, maybe 18 people lined up already for season two. And I'm opening up uh, uh, what I'm going to be doing as I continue to grow and expand. So, Actually, there is one person that just came to mind, uh, Dr. Uh, Dorsey Pliers. Uh, I don't know mm. who she is. Uh, uh, yeah, this uh, yep. chief the auditor. Uh, yep. That sister is doing amazing things. Um, she is uh, changing the game here in the city of Albany. Uh, she took the city auditor role and yep. uh, redefined it. Uh, never in history has anybody audited the Albany Police Department. Uh, <laughs> hence and why I mentioned right. that that uh, that uh, that report earlier. Uh, she got in there and she she's about uh, uh, the business and then the work of uh, a city auditor. And uh, she actually inspires me. A lot of the times, and um, you know, I, I call her, you know, what I mean, for advice on a lot of things, and um, she she she's going places, and she, okay. she, she's going places. So, if you can, I would recommend. I remember definitely recommend her. Okay, okay. Well, listen, I know that she comes highly recommended. If I have gotten it from you, so thank you for that. Uh, well, listen, Councilman Honorable Mr. Robinson. Uh, thank you for ex uh, expressing your love for Albany with me tonight. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, uh, sorry for stealing you away from uh, uh, your wife and the babies. But uh, thank you for sharing your story with us tonight and allowing us to be able to broadcast that to the Albany community because I think your story will resonate. It does resonate. And we need to see more people like you who have a heart and a passion uh, to be the change that we seek. So thank you again. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I'm honored uh, for uh, you selecting me for this interview. Oh, oh, the honor is all mine, man. Well, you listen, you have yourself a wonderful night and I'll play catch up with you next time. All right. Sounds good. All right, all right. man. Have a good night. You too. Peace.